chapter, and we're going to read verses 16 and 17 tonight. And uh, we have a word I want to share with you, and uh, uh, I feel like it's very needful and pertinent in this day and hour uh, that we're living in. Uh, and uh, you pray for uh, me tonight as I try to deliver uh, this word. Romans chapter 1, verses 16 through 17. Apostle Paul said, For I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Let's pray. Fathers, we come tonight, we thank you, and we praise you, God, for the service tonight, everything that's happened thus far. Thank you, Lord, for today's service, God, which was very special to us. We glorify you and we worship you. Hallelujah. Bless this message tonight. Give us the words that is needed for this congregation, and we'll give you the uh, give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. I want to I want to speak to you tonight. Now, um, hopefully, I can slow down a little bit from this morning. Uh, but the uh, uh, the anointing of the Lord rests heavily upon me today as I minister that message today. And um, uh, I'm going to try to slow down if the Lord would allow me to do that. I want to talk about breaking the spirit of in- intimidation. Breaking the spirit of intimidation. Satan has many weapons to use against Christians to keep us from standing firm and declaring the gospel of Christ unashamedly. Fear or intimidation is the greatest weapon he uses to keep us from speaking out on social issues um, like like abortion. That's a social issue. Uh, and issues of faith. In fact, there is a spirit of intimidation creeping into the body of Christ which seeks to silence the voice of the church. Now, there's a lot of forces out there that's trying to keep you from speaking out on certain things. We hear it from everywhere, from the White House all the way down to every kind of aspect you can see. And they will tell us that we have the freedom of religion, just keep it to yourself. We are pressured on one side from the Muslims. They tell us to keep it quiet. The government tells us to keep it quiet because we don't want to say something that will offend them. Then we hear it from the gay side. Don't you speak against what we are doing. Come on, somebody. Amen. And other areas. And... There is a spirit of intimidation that is creeping across the church world today to whereas a lot of Christians are afraid to open their mouth in public. 
you're on your job and there, uh, maybe you're at a break or some, some fellows have got together to drink coffee or something like that. And everybody today seems like has a right to speak up about what they believe in except for church people. Amen. And they applaud when this group speaks out and makes known their belief or when that group speaks out and makes known their belief. But when the church tries to give what the truth of the matter is, they say, no, y'all can't do that. Come on now. Amen. And it's, 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 I believe that there is a spirit attached to it. And if we are going to accomplish what God wants us to do in this last day, we have got to break that spirit of intimidation. You cannot allow nobody to intimidate you from speaking the truth. Now, you don't have to be hateful. You don't have to be honoring mean. You don't have to tell nobody like I told Sister Ellen, it's hot or where you're going. You don't have to do that. I just well to say it because she ain't going to never let me forget it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, we got it. We speak the truth, but we speak the truth in love. But as long as we use the love of God and we do it with the right spirit and attitude, we should not be intimidated for nobody. Hallelujah. Amen. We should not be ashamed of what the gospel says. We should not be ashamed of what the word says. Hallelujah. There's a lot of people who believe in Jesus' name, but when they get out in, in, in other church circles, people who don't believe in it, amen, they feel intimidated and they don't speak up about it. Come on. And the Lord put upon my heart, and I begin to consider this, and some kind of way, if we're going to be effective, if the church is going to impact this world, and we're going to impact... I listen, I don't know about you, but I'm not satisfied just living my life, amen, and doing this, amen, and never doing nothing to make a difference in this world. God called me to do my best to make a difference. God called you to make a difference, hallelujah, amen. We cannot impact the world and win people, amen, to the Lord if we are intimidated. Hey, even sometimes you're intimidated by your own family members. Come on. Sometimes we let our own family members intimidate us. And we fail to reach out to them because of a spirit of intimidation. There are some compelling reasons, church, why we should not be bound by the spirit of intimidation or be ashamed in any way of the gospel. And also there are some personal reasons of intimidation that I want to address, amen, this evening, hallelujah, amen. Now, now we talk about the devil trying to intimidate us. We talk about different groups trying to intimidate us. But there's one issue that I want to start out with tonight, amen, that uh, has to do more with us than it does with the devil or with the Muslims or with the gays or anybody else. And I want to talk about personal conflicts of sanctification. Hallelujah. That's the first point in the message. Personal conflicts of sanctification. 
Don't let the devil trick you into believing that it don't matter how you live. Don't let the devil trick you in, in, in thinking, amen, how you conduct your everyday affairs, amen, has any consequences. Hallelujah. Amen. There, a lot of people are intimidated and they can't speak up about the gospel. Amen. And they're intimidated not from the devil, not from nobody else, but they're intimidated because of there's a, there's a conflict with their own personal sanctification. What do you mean, Brother Samuel? Let me talk about it just a minute. One of the greatest sources of intimidation that brings shame upon someone in speaking up for Christ does not come from Satan, but from the lack of personal sanctification where we don't always live up to the standards that we claim. Come on. Glory to God. I can't go out and witness to a drunkard. Amen. If I'm at at Harvey's uh, uh, beer tavern on Friday night boozing up with somebody. Amen. A lot of preachers in this world today can't preach about adultery because they got, they got about five or six on the side themselves. How can you preach against adultery if you're in the middle of it? Come on. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. About personal conflicts of sanctification. A lot of people who claim Christianity today do not live up to the standards of Christianity. Come on, somebody. And listen, nothing can bring more shame than when you are not living the way you should live in the world and then try to lead others to Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. If we don't want to be intimidated when it comes to speaking up for the sake of the gospel, then we must be real. Come on. The church can't afford to have a bunch of phonies sitting on the pew. Come on, somebody. You can't win nobody like that. Hey, I, I, I know the talk that goes on. I know everything. Amen. That is out there. Hallelujah. That's one of the greatest sources of intimidation. Amen. You run across somebody, a friend or a family member that's involved in some kind of sin. Amen. And the devil's got them wrapped up and going down. How in the world can you reach out to them when you're involved in the same thing yourself? You can't do it. Hallelujah. We got to be real. Hallelujah. We must desire to live a holy, sanctified life so we won't have to be ashamed when others look through and see our hypocrisy. My, my, my. Look at Romans chapter 2, verses 21 and 23. Look what Romans uh, 2 says. He says, and I'm reading this from the New King James uh, Version. He says, you therefore who teach another, do you not teach yourself? Come on. He said, you're teaching somebody else. Do you not teach yourself? You who preach that a man should not steal, do you steal? Wow. You who say, do not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? Oh, no, I had never done that. Well, do you know what Jesus said about that? Jesus said, if you look upon a woman to lust after her in her heart, you've already committed adultery. You don't have to actually go get her and commit the act. Hallelujah. That's what Jesus said. Amen. You who say do not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who arbor idols, do you rob temples? 
You who make your boast of the law, do you dishonor God through breaking the law? Amen. And that scripture goes on and on to say other things about that. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a lot of people in the body of Christ today has got too many personal conflicts of sanctification. Amen. We don't hear messages on sanctification much anymore because it's not popular. Amen. And, uh, and, uh, and they don't, they don't want to hear it. As I said this morning, people are looking for a feel good message, but I have got a mandate from God. And if I don't do it, the people who listen to me, I'm going to have their blood on my hands and I'm not going to about do that. I've got enough to answer for when I get to heaven on my own with having somebody else's blood on my hands. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I can't afford to let personal issues of sanctification mm. and it ain't all it ain't all in fleshly sins it was there was a situation a few years back I'll share with you and then another man came up it was a, a member of some some church I don't know what, what church he want, uh, went to and he was talking about going to church and he was uh, inviting another man, which is a lost sinner man, and uh, to come to church. And they talked a little bit. And I was standing there. I talked with him. And then he walked on off. Well, when he walked on off, guess what this sinner man told me? Well, if I was going to church, I wouldn't go with him. I says, what do you mean? He says, well, he said, I think there's some kind of issue about somebody's word being their bond. He says, and that guy has got more debts that he owes people all over this country that he ain't never even made an attempt at all to pay him back. He says, he says, you can't trust nobody like that. I thought, wow. God, do not let my personal issues, my conflicts of my sanctification affect a sinner man from getting right because I'm not doing right myself. Hallelujah. I've told y'all before, it's been, a, it's been a long time. There's another preacher. And we, I'll say it, we don't have any uh, here tonight. He, he's, he's, he's a black man. And uh, he pastors a, uh, pastors a church. He drove a school bus. And uh, <laughs> he walked walk around there all the time. Every time we'd load up, the, uh, while we were loading up the buses or waiting for the bell to ring. <clears throat> pulling out his uh, his cigarettes and puffing on them, and and then the lottery situation he had uh, he had them all hooked up in a lottery pool, and he would be the one to go out and and, and collect the money and, and buy the tickets, and you know everybody else they they and they, they like to get along with what he was doing and everything, but I never will forget. I never will forget, even from his own people. Somebody was talking about, well, you know, we got two preachers out here, and there was this one, one black lady, uh, uh, another bus driver. She said, she looked and shined. she she's one of the ones that bought lottery tickets from all the time. She said, shoot, says, says that ain't no preacher. Said, ain't you pay no attention how he does and what he does. And she looked at me, and she says, there's a preacher. And I don't take glory in that. I give the glory to God in that. I says, God, I thank you 
that I've lived something in front of somebody's life that if she needs prayer, guess who she's going to come to? Not to her own, somebody's in her own people. She's going to come, and she has done it. Hallelujah. That's one way we can be intimidated, church, by not a man living according to what the Word says that we should live. Hallelujah. Let me move on. You know, to the second part of the message. If we are ashamed of Him, He said He would be ashamed of us. My, we can't afford, Brother Paul, to let God be ashamed of us. Hallelujah. If we are ashamed of Him, if we're intimidated to speak up, amen, in this life and in this world, Jesus will be ashamed of us. Look at what Mark chapter 8 and verse 38 says. <coughs> For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. My, my, my. Think about that. We have got to break the spirit of intimidation. We cannot be ashamed to speak up. If we're ashamed to speak up, amen, about what the gospel says, how that we need to repent, be baptized in Jesus' name, amen, and live for the Lord, if we're ashamed to declare that, then when you get to glory, guess what? When you're going to need Jesus in your corner, He's not going to be in your corner because you wasn't in His corner. Come on, hallelujah. Amen. He said so. Whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man will also be ashamed. Hallelujah. If we allow intimidation to take hold to the point to where we are ashamed to speak the name of Jesus in this godless world, then Christ will be ashamed of us when we stand at the judgment. Listen, church, we are the hands, we're the feet, and we are the mouthpiece of God on this earth. Amen. We're the mouthpiece of God, and if we don't stand up for truth and speak out for what's right, there will be no other voice to do so. There won't be another voice. Do you think the devil's going to speak up for what the gospel says? No. You think the world's going to do it? If the church, amen, is intimidated by whatever the intimidation may come from, and we, don't, and we don't stand up, there will not be a voice spoken for what is right. Hallelujah. So, when he was in the world, he was the lie of the world. But now he said, you're the lie of the world, a city set on a hill that can't be hid. Now, I've got one more point to this message, and this message... Amen. It's not very long tonight, but I feel like it is to the point, and we understand we've got to break the spirit of intimidation some kind of way that's creeping in in the body of Christ. It doesn't, hey, I mean, we don't know what we will have to face in the future for speaking up for what's right. We don't know how that we're going to have to do because this thing, this persecution, this this stranglehold that's getting a hold of the body of Christ is not going to end. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Hallelujah. God needs men and women who won't be intimidated. Glory to God. We need to stand up. The third point I want to speak about, 
and this is important, those who are fearful will be in the second death. You want to know how serious this issue is about us being afraid, of being fearful, of being intimidated? Do you want to know how serious this issue is that pastor's talking to you about tonight? I'll tell you how serious it is. Everybody who's involved in being fearful, everybody who's involved in being intimidated and allow yourself to be intimidated, you're not going to be a part, amen, of the kingdom of God. You're going to be involved in the second death. Look at Revelation chapter 21 and verse 8. But the fearful, notice that, and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the, in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Notice that, church. Please get that. Jesus categorizes the fearful in the same position as murderers. You notice that he puts that in the same category as whoremongers, sorcerers, idolaters, and liars. Those who allow themselves to be intimidated and who won't speak up for what's right. And I want to read this same scripture in the New King James Version. Now, notice what it says here in the New King James, Revelation 21. He don't use the word fearful, but he says, but the cowardly. My, my, my. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Cowardly. Church, we must break the spirit of intimidation that Satan is trying to use against us today. We cannot be fearful of the government. We can't be fearful of the gays, the Muslims or anyone else who seeks to silence the voice of the church. we got to keep pressing on. Can somebody say amen? we got to keep telling the message. Amen. We don't do it with a hateful spirit. We do it out of love. Amen. But we have to speak what's right. God depends on me. He depends on you. Amen. To get His Word out. Hallelujah. He depends upon us. We cannot be intimidated. Amen. The government, and this, this issue about the government, it's going to, it's going to come down harder and harder. The American Christian church has really not never known any kind of persecution, but they're going to, we're going to know it in the future. And it's already started. I mean, here and there, we see issues where people are, are uh, persecuted because of their faith. I mean, the most most prevalent I know uh, is the lady up in Kentucky, amen, who took a stand and refused to issue, amen, the gay license. She refused to be intimidated by a law that is lawless in its nature. Hallelujah. My Lord, she was willing to be locked up, amen, and spent time in jail away from her family. Hey, when she gets to the judgment, she, she might have some other issues. I don't, I don't know all of her life, but there's one thing about it. She sure won't be said that she was a coward when she stands before God. 
She's not going to be a cowardly. She's not going to be intimidated. Hallelujah. And we're going to see more and more in that stuff as we get closer to the end time. Amen. I mean, it is coming in and it's coming in fast. Amen. And we've got to break the spirit of intimidation. We have got, we got to do like the people of the civil rights movement did in the early sixties. Amen. With, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and, uh, how he talked uh, about, uh, you know, and, and brought about the peaceful demonstrations to make changes and, and things that took place back then. Uh, 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 just, uh, just like, um, um, uh, the lady who wouldn't be intimidated, amen, and refused to, to move to the back of the bus. Hallelujah. Amen. Rosa Parks, I believe was her name. Amen. She wasn't going to be intimidated. Amen. And she's ever from remembered for the stand that she took. Well, you know what? God is looking for men and women to be the same way about this gospel. He's looking for men and women to be the same way about this word that we preach today. Amen. We cannot be intimidated. We cannot be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. It's the power of God to salvation to everyone that believe. We cannot be ashamed. Let's stand together tonight. Hallelujah. I'm going to go back to the keyboard and do a little, do a little course. If anybody needs prayer tonight or you want to come to